This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to OK Sis Podcast. Hi, sisters. I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout. We know. We're cultural observers. And of curious minds. Get ready for sisterly banter while we chat about fixations, learnings, and personal growth. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood. Hello and welcome to OK Sis. My name is Mads. And I am Scout. And I'm looking at a Madela that is... Sad because she just got a wisdom tooth, not not under anesthesia pulled, but just yanked out of her her little smile. Well, there was there was numbing, so I I it wasn't that they just yanked it out with no no meds. But if you have ever had a numbed jaw and mouth, I I really empathize with you. It was probably the weirdest and most uncomfortable feeling I've ever experienced. Yeah, the numbing always kind of trips me up because of the eating situation afterwards. I remember being a, a little girl and mom would take us to the dentist down the hill. And it always, I don't know why, because you know when you're younger, time is so much more slower than it is now as an adult. And when they told me I couldn't eat for 30 minutes, I thought that that was just the most ridiculous, time-exhaustive moments of my life. And then you... uh had Yom Kippur where you couldn't eat for a whole day. No, I don't do Yom Kippur. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. You know, I should, but I get really bad migraines and I decided to do a juice cleanse one day. Okay. I did a juice cleanse and I'm feeling good. And then two o'clock hits and I felt like death. I felt like fainting. I felt like I wanted to throw up. I felt physically ill. I couldn't focus. I couldn't work. And I said, sure. I can torture myself on a Saturday where I have nothing to do, but it's a Monday. And so I ate rice because it was ridiculous. So imagine me at Yom Kippur with the migraine and the fainting and the weak and the physical and the throwing up maybe. I don't know. It's just, it's not something that I partake in. Yeah. We're not meant for the non-eating life. Mads, you, uh, (laughs) you are just real sad right now. Real sad. Can you, uh, can you bring something to the sisters? Can you, can you show up for them? Yay. Okay. Oh, right. Excuse me. I'm fucking showing up. Claire Crawley. Um, what is that reference? Because you didn't watch The Bachelor. She wait, is Claire and Dale, Dale. Wait, what? what did you, did you watch? Did you watch that season? Uh, I, I watched about 50%. Okay. So Claire Crawley, her like tagline was, show up for me. I want you to show up. And so um, when you said that, I said, okay, Crawley. Oh. Now. The thing is, my instrument, which is my mouth and my voice, uh, is impaired at the moment. So the energy levels are low. And you know what? That is okay because on OK Sis, we bring to you all aspects of ourselves, all the 360 holistic versions of ourselves. And that's the one you're getting today. 
But I will like to shout out my dentist because great dentist. Didn't know I could ever have as as uncomfortable and painful the experience was yesterday. I have been raving about this dentist. Her name is Dr. Jennifer Bossel. If you have guardian uh, insurance, <laughs> you could take it from on Wilshire Boulevard. And um, I told her that I don't like the sound of the of the drilling and of the scraping of the teeth. Oh, the worst. So the worst. So you know what she gave me? She gave me Bose headphones so I could listen to a podcast while she was doing the operation. Okay, question. Does that actually help? Because my dentist, they didn't offer me bows. I'm not in Los Angeles, you know. It doesn't come with the uh, health (laughs) care down here. I was shocked. I was like, this is luxury. I need bows just to go. My dentist is so afraid of me as a patient because he sits there and works on my cavity. And I physically am tensing up. I'm like squirming my body. He thinks that I am in so much pain and agony that he has all this anxiety that he's hurting me. And he'll stop and say, are you okay? I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I'm totally fine. I just fucking hate this, but I'm totally fine. Like, keep going. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's not not like it's a positive experience. So, no, she makes it the most comfortable that she can possibly do. She gave me some Bose headphones. I was, like, blasting my podcast. I was – my mind was taking off all of the, you know, tooth pulling that was happening behind the scenes. You know what COVID took from me? You know what COVID took from me? COVID took from me my trips to Tijuana to go to the dentist. I used to go with dad. We would go to the taco shop. We would get huevos rancheros. Then we would get our dentist. Then we would eat tacos. That is so – That is so disrespectful to the dentist that you would eat tacos before the appointment. That is so disrespectful. Hey, you know what? They're used to it. There's a taco shop literally fucking across the street. What do you want from me? And sometimes they would be late. Like they would just be an hour late. So I would, what do you want me? What do they think I'm going to do? I'm going to eat huevos rancheros. (laughs) Ew. Oh my God. I feel so bad for the dentist. Oh no. I like, I love this dentist so much, Dr. Jen. And I, that I like brushed my teeth five times before I went and like flossed and did Listerine because I was like, she deserves the best and she deserves my full, my full beautiful mouth in all its clean sanitized glory. Okay. Two things this is bringing up for me. One fun fact about Mads. She's never needed to have braces. Her teeth are totally fucking straight. Perfect. Just like our dad. Our dad never had braces. Perfect teeth. Yep. My teeth. Not so much because I biologically and physically inherited everything from our mother. So, one fun fact. Second fun fact about my Except life. Except for her skin. You have the nice olive Egyptian yeah. skin. I have the pasty white skin of, of our mother. Yeah, I got the Middle Eastern um, stronger features. But I have this reoccurring dream, and I would like you to interpret it for me. I want you to go into your psyche and, and think about this interpretation. I have this reoccurring dream where I find my retainer from high school and I put it on and it's so fucking painful, but I try so hard to keep it on and endure the pain. What is the meaning of this reoccurring dream? I am going to diagnose you as, you know, you are just looking for perfection and you know that that you need to put in hard work to achieve a level of perfection. And the perfect teeth that I have honestly came to me very naturally, so I don't know why. <laughs> so my dream is me going through pain to be pain. as perfect as you. Yes, that, I mean, it's obvious to me. Okay, well, my interpretation <laughs> 
is that I persevere through the burden and heaviness that life brings with its challenges, but that I put the motherfucking retainer on anyways. Oh, I thought it's like you are deciding to put yourself in pain with the retainer. I guess it is because I put it on. I don't know. Now this gets into the conversation of what you could have not put it on. You could have not put that retainer on, Mm. but you did. Because you I did. walk through pain. I look I look it in the eye and I you walk, walk through, through the pain. fire. Okay, another reoccurring dream of mine that I would like you to interpret is that this should this should this should be a, a segment. I don't remember any of my dreams. I don't I don't I can't believe that you remember. Oh my your god. Dreams. I have two lives, my wake life and my sleep life. Oh my god. This is a fun segment. Okay, what's the next dream? I'll interpret it for you. Okay, so I have this reoccurring dream. Well, one of my dreams, my actual physical reality dreams is to see an orca whale in the wild. And I get this reoccurring dream that there I see hundreds of orca whales, but they're so close to me. Like I'm in the water with them or I look out into the ocean and all of a sudden there's just hundreds. They are surrounding me and it is the true definition of sublime, which a literary definition of sublime is basically something that invokes a feeling of awe with kind of an undertone of fear. So the orca whales always, to me, represent this sublime moment of I'm not in control here and this is so much bigger than me, but I feel safe at the same time because they love me and they're not trying to harm me. They're just majestic creatures. But I experience the orca whale dream once a month. Okay. Wait, wait, it goes to show... Each dream is different. So one time it's on a beach, one time I'm in the water, one time it's through glass. But the the theme but the orca the orca is the motif here. Not just one, hundreds of orcas. Okay. Okay. Let's see. So the thing is, orca whales are deadly. No, they're deadly creatures. Incorrect. What do you mean incorrect? They are they, deadly death people. They're, they're <laughs> death people. There has never been a case where an orca whale has harmed a human being in the wild. Just okay. the other week, just the other week, there was a story that said that an orca whale kind of lunged at a kid, realized it was a kid was and a not human. a seal, and backed off. Wow. Okay. So compassion. I'm hearing compassion. You just went um, from deadly killer to compassion. You cited an article. I believe the articles. So I believe the articles. Um, you're in a pack. You're the leader of the pack, Scout. You're you're amongst the compassionate pack. You're so bad at this because I am so far from the leader of the orcas. Like the point is, is that they are leading me. <laughs> oh, okay. So you, I'm hearing a little bit of you <laughs> wanting to be. A mammal. Uh, maybe. maybe. <laughs> I am a mammal, you idiot. I'm sorry. I'm hearing that you want to become a fish. And you want to be. You. What's the what's the SeaWorld uh, movie? Shamu. Killer Whale. No. Free Willy. No. no. The one that like, like doomed Black Blackfish. Blackfish, you are the antithesis of the blackfish. You are there to free the blackfish. You are there to become one with the orca and and rub its like. You know what? Also, I think is like it. The the orca is very like jelly like and squishy, and that's who you are. It's okay. <laughs> First of all, we need to back up. 
I'm just going to defend the orca first, that they're not jelly-like or squishy. Their blubber's quite hard. And blubber. second of blubber, all, you just called me squishy, which in all honesty is a really great definition or descriptor of my body type. One time, Oma, our yeah. grandma, touched me and said, you're so sexy. And then she touched me and said, but you're squishy. It's like deceiving. You know what? It's a deceiving no part of my body. There's no shame being and having a little squish. Yeah. Okay. We call it, we, in our household, we call it gushed. Oh, that's not in something. You know household. what else it's called? Stability. Stability. I just like to call it something being to a grab woman. onto. Something to something to cup. Something, something to cup. To, something to hold. Okay. Okay. This. I don't know what is happening. I don't feel like I'm like existing in this moment. Do you ever like look around and be like, am I alive? Like what the fuck is happening? Okay. We're totally going to um, interpret my dreams on a regular basis. On This OPCs. is a great segment. They are consistent. They're crazy. Well, I won't bring the scary ones. You know, the scary ones. I'll bring the regular yeah, ones. Yeah, we don't want it. We don't. Let's yeah. Let's stay PG. Okay. So I'm going to move this intro swiftly along because I have a date with the eyebrow waxer, which I have not done my eyebrows in a year. Why you calling it a date? Are you going to bring them like flowers? Like this I is mean, like a I I might bring them a bottle of wine because I'm so happy because I haven't had my eyebrows done since the pandemic. And that is not something I would ever, ever have to do myself because my Ooh. eyebrows are very ruly and thick. They're and so unruly. They're It's like a little offensive to the people around you to have to look at them so i'm really excited okay well then let me go so i can go and get them done sisters we have huge announcements i will go first we are instigating implementing a monthly book club on OKSIS podcast it's going to be a bonus episode uh the last thursday of every single month and i'm going to try my hardest to get the author on to, of the book that we choose each month. And everyone knows that I'm, you know, in pursuit of beca- becoming a book influencer. And I've always, I've always been drawn to book clubs um, my whole life. And I've obviously, we're huge bibliophiles over here at OK Says, So it just felt natural to create a book club segment, a bonus episode, if you will, every month for you all. Um, so, it's April. It's Monday, April. So we already announced the first book. It's called The X Talk by Rachel Solomon. It's about a Jewish podcaster. So meta. Uh, but I thought it was just like the perfect intro to the romance novel game. And it's also very telling because it's about Jewish podcasters. So I hope everyone goes per- goes and purchases the book. Read it before the end of April. And that episode will be available at um, on the last Thursday of April. And additionally, if you want to have like a group chat, there's a group chat that we created on Bunches. It's in the link in our bio. And then it'll also be in our show notes um, where we talk about book recommendations and all the fun things. It is popping over there. So if you want a book club community, head over there to chat with us. Yay. And so one thing that you forgot to mention is that Mads will be hosting those bonus episodes solo. So I I am not involved in the book club, sisters. I will not be present on that episode. I'm in the bunches because I was forced to be. So um, you're just going to get Mads once a month, last Thursday of every month, which means that you get me once a month on the second Thursday of every month talking about mental health. So I'm going to have 
a mental health episode, very specific mental health episode, once a month. Again, bonus episode on Thursday. I, I might be bringing in some people. My first episode is actually going to be with my mindset coach to do kind of this expose, take the blinds off, whatever the fuck you call it, behind the curtain of the type of work I do in one-on-one coaching as well as the healing of last year. So that area or that one monthly episode will be completely dedicated to mental health. I'm really excited. We are... We're just, you know, it'll be weird to not be with you, Mads, for that episode, but I think kind of extracting two of our passions, interests, I don't know, it's going to be fun. Oh, it's going to be great. Just another expansion to the OKSIS brand. Brand. I, oh God, that night that I said that. Okay, let's talk about this episode. We have the ladies from What Day Is It podcast. We have Bailey. We have Jackie. And not only do we have them on our podcast today, we will be on their podcast on Wednesday. So we did a little swaparoo. Swaparoo. Oh, these gals are so on our same wavelength. Like we just had such a delightful time podcasting. It's always fun to do pod swaps because when you connect to other podcasters, they just know exactly what you're going through. And it feels like both of our audiences are very alike. So I'm excited for you guys to meet them. If you haven't, um, be sure to go over to their ep- to our episode on theirs and subscribe to their podcast because they are just such chic, fun, funny queens. And they also have incredible guests on their podcast too. So we're so excited. Yeah. So on this episode, we really go everywhere, but we do a uh, kind of a deep dive into social media tips. Bailey runs Play Digital, which is a social media agency. So she gives us a really, really tangible tip about how to move your audience from your feed to your stories, to your podcast, to your blog. Really, really, I've been thinking about it ever since she said it. And then Jackie does YouTube video editing. So we talked a little bit about YouTube video editing, SEO, just really ways you can show up in the digital space clubhouse hello um bailey is like the queen of clubhouse she's just always up in there so we talked a little bit about clubhouse strategy and the future of the platform yeah so enjoy sisters we know you're gonna love them and we'll catch you later before we get into today's episode, let's chat, sisters, about skincare, which you know is a cornerstone of OKSIS, but let's take it a step further. Let's talk about prescription skincare. Prescription acne treatment really works. I mean, hello, my spironolactone journey, but it's hard to get. You have to take time off work to see a doctor and then sit in line at the pharmacy for your medications. Until Apostrophe. Apostrophe makes it easy to see a board-certified dermatologist online. You'll get treated immediately and your medications are delivered straight to your doorstep. So you simply fill out Apostrophe's online questionnaire. We love an online questionnaire about your skin concerns and medical history. And then you just snap a few selfies and your dermatologist will get back to you with a customized treatment plan tailored just for you. What I loved about the whole process is that they offer topical and oral medications and you can actually choose which ones you want. So for example, I decided to go the topical route versus the oral medication route, which allows me to treat my acne from the inside out and the outside in. Apostrophe treats acne and they can also help you hit your other skincare goals like reducing redness, wrinkles, and even dark spots. I got my customized treatment plan tailored for me within 24 hours. They prescribed me all the topical products that I was looking for to help with my hyperpigmentation and it literally arrived straight to my door and now I have two prescription skincare products that I get to use every single morning and every single night and Mads, they're really cute. So during quarantine, I was unable to get my spironolactone prescription because I wasn't able to go see my dermatologist. So I actually discovered apostrophe and was able to get spironolactone within the week. It's an oral medication and honestly, 
The process was seamless and just so, so easy. Get $15 off your first visit with a board-certified dermatologist at apostrophe.com slash OKSIS and use our code OKSIS. That's O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. That's A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E dot com slash OKSIS. And use that code OKSIS to get your dermatology visit for $15 off. And we thank Apostrophe for sponsoring this episode. I think our biggest wish for our sisters is that they have beautiful, clean skin. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans, and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once. The white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. So you can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Okay, sisters, back to the episode. Ladies, the pod swap of the century. Welcome, the ladies behind What Day Is It? Bailey and Jackie! I honestly, we need to step our fucking intros up, Bailey. Like, that energy was so good. Thank you for that lovely introduction. I am Jackie, if you guys can't tell the difference between Bailey and I's voices, because people say we sound the same as well. Oh, do people say we sound the same? I don't... Monotone, kind of masculine, sounds like a guy. Yeah, I can see that. You You guys have similar energy levels at which you speak. I've always said that I have a Paris Hilton voice, where, like, I will have my phone voice and like I'll talk like this and like do this on social media and then I'll be talking with friends and I'll be like yeah so like and I do like that Paris Hilton fluctuation 
I go really up and down. So sometimes my voice is so high. And then other times it's really dark cigarette voice, you know, (laughs) minus the cigarette. Now, now minus the cigarette. But yeah, we do not condone cigarettes on this podcast. This is a no smoking zone. Mm. Um, I so we just we are we are hot off of a recording for what day is it? So everyone, it's going to be up when this recording is up. So make sure to go listen to us on their podcast, too. So we're doing a really cute pod swap we love pod swaps over here and connecting with our fellow podcasters because they just you guys get us you guys get the the struggle and the grind and all of the things um but first before we get into everything I just want to say that Bailey is wearing a Mayfair sweatsuit and it's just like really tough for me because I want that sweatsuit and like I'm putting myself I like I restricted myself like no more sweatsuits for Mads um, it's cause it's, it's gotten out of hand. So, but you look fabulous. I probably should restrict myself, but I don't have that willpower. So yeah. I mean, kudos to you. we love to see it. I'm just going to revel in how good you look in it. So, and live vicariously through you. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so Scott, why don't you ask the first question since you, you prefaced it on being this very emotional. Mads, how many episodes have we done? Oh, we, we start our fucking that. podcast with current fixations. Oh Guys, we're in the mountains. Yeah, we're in the mountains. The elevation. The elevation I can't breathe. There's snow outside. We don't know what snow is. What is it? No. Bailey and Jackie know what snow is. They're in Vancouver. Okay. It's so... I was just saying to them, Bailey, when you were away, um, that they, like, escaped to somewhere that's snowy. And, like, here it's turning into spring. And that just would never fucking happen here. Like, no one's going away to snow during this time when it's finally getting warm. It's so funny how we live, like, opposite weather lives. Yeah, that's the difference of being Canadian and not <laughs> or just southern california and everybody else in the world really really true okay let's do some current fixations and i will nominate myself to go first so i have we've talked about this on a few episodes ago slash every episode basically um so i went off hormonal birth control and in doing so i've had a lot of hormonal imbalances so i'm currently getting my hormones checked i went and got my blood work done the other day my stool samples have officially made it to the lab yes thank god oh my god can you imagine if they got lost in the mail yeah it'd be bad so i will re- i'll report back on um on my findings but one of the one of the symptoms that i have this is serious. This is I'm my sorry, b- but that would have been so funny, right? Yes, it would have been. Okay. <laughs> that oh, would be God. fucking hilarious. I even went to FedEx and he's like, stool sample drop off? I'm like, fuck me. Okay. Um, so one of the <laughs> symptoms that I'm experiencing from being off hormonal birth control is that I'm experiencing vaginosis. So vaginosis is essentially a reoccurring uh, vaginal infection similar to a yeast infection, but it's not this one-time thing. It kind of happens every few weeks. I used to have it when I was in high school a lot and the doctors would just say, oh, well, this is what you live with. This is kind of how your vaginal um, microbiome is. And so I went to a more holistic Chinese medicine doctor and we he decided that the infection was more outer versus internal. So he gave me this yin care effective herbal wash. I will take a picture of it on social media, sisters, and post it to her Instagram because I have a feeling it's a little bit difficult to find. I'll try to find a link for you guys. But essentially, it's you just put it on um, a towel, not a not like a cotton swab, not a paper towel, an actual towel, and you dab it on your vagina. And I did this for one day. I think I did like three applications, and my vaginosis was gone. It completely gone. And so now I 
Yeah. So now I travel with it just in case it flares up again and I need to rebalance the pH and the vaginal microbiome. But I just found it so interesting. This is a conversation for a whole nother podcast. But, you know, when you hit a wall sometimes with prescription medications because something isn't working, that natural remedies really do work. You have to find the ones that do for you. But this one um, is my new best friend. So it's called Yin Care Effective Herbal Wash. So for that, like for a feminine health product, that one looks like cute and trendy. Like it doesn't look like, I don't know, like the packaging is cute. Yeah, Yeah. it's purple and blue and pink and red. All yeah, the like a little, I, all the colors, yeah. Yeah, so. All the colors. You know, I'm we are just, um, we're always looking for Scout's vagina to be, you know, in perfect condition. She deserves it. You better, yeah. I mean, who knows, totally maybe yeah. one day I'll hop on this podcast and call it Yoni, and then you'll really be on another level. Okay, Mads, what's your current fixation? What? What did you just say? It's the spiritual word for vagina. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Oh, I thought it was one of those yoni, like, oh, I thought it was one of those, um, like, crystals that people stick. Yeah, 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 that's what I thought you were talking about. That's why it's called. That's why it's called The yoni egg. Wow. Because a yoni is vagina. Well, I just learned that. Someone gave me one as a gift once, so. Did you try it? I did, but it's not, like, a regular occurring thing over here. Mm. I heard it that you should not be doing that. It's ill-advised. Oh, I don't know. I've never done it, I don't doubt it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, what does the crystal look like in shape and size? Egg shape, right? Like a beauty blender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. I mean. And it's smooth, right? Yeah, yeah very smooth. Yeah. I, I, let's, let's not. Yeah, I mean, I think it would have things. to be smooth. Let's yeah. not put external things in our vagina yet. Put a dildo that vibrates up there. Like, yeah, just that. Just that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just that. Wait, Bailey, question. Did you have to birth it? No, it has like a little string, like a tampon. Okay, okay. So you can okay. attach. This to is it. good yeah. information. This, this is, is good, good information. This, yeah, I, I was thinking that because I thought you were gonna have to like hunker down and just like push same. it out. There's yeah. also some other thing that I no. saw on Instagram. Um, if you are dealing with vaginal microbiome issues, that you could do what they call yoni steaming, where it's essentially very similar to the this effective herbal wash, where you mix certain Chinese medicine herbs, etc., into a steaming hot. A bowl and then you sit over it and let your let it this is not a joke this is this what Gwyneth Paltrow did for goop yes. and got like so much shit this on is all Gwyneth no Paltrow. no Gwyneth Paltrow got oh, shit because she made a candle that says smells like my vagina and it smells like musk okay okay <laughs> oh. we're just gonna swiftly move on okay Jackie what about your okay. current fixation okay my current fixation I have a few you guys can I do two is that fair I'll do them quick I promise go for it okay I wanted to do like one kind of toxic one and one kind of like good one so my toxic one is me and my boyfriend just um hung a tv up in our room for the first time and we've lived together for three years and wow I must say I fucking love going to bed at night and watching tv and I know everyone's like don't put a tv in your room you're gonna get addicted to it you're not gonna leave your room I'm obsessed with it I will never go back and I don't care what anyone thinks that it's toxic I'm just I am who I am and I love it okay that's my toxic one my my good one not you're unapologetically yourself and that is all we ask yes it makes me like I fall asleep to the tv it's really an unhealthy habit that I'm just gonna continue embracing it's okay um and then my kind of like good wellness one would be honestly since quarantine I've been obsessed with walks and now I feel like if I'm going to walk in every single day, I feel like not myself. And I love it so much. The conversations I have on walks with friends with my boyfriend are so different to normal life conversations that you have at home. 
And I just know that I will continue using this for the rest of my life now. And I'm so thankful for it. I'm the exact same way. I go on a walk every single morning and put in a podcast. But then Sunday, me and my husband are scheduled to go on a walk and we leave our phones in the house. And it's so nice. It is. You got, you just talk about things you normally wouldn't ever talk about because there's no distractions because you have to look at where your feet are going. You have to look at where your feet are going. Get outside. Yeah, you do. I don't. You can't be looking at a phone. Wait, actually, actually, Jackie, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, I go on walks and I will be looking down the entire time. And my boyfriend's like, look up, look in the world, look, look at the trees. And I'm like, no, no, no I, I'm going to fall. It's important. I need to look at the feet. It's important. I yeah, literally walk fall. with my That's head That's not what I do. Sky. I just walk. Yeah, same. Same. Oh my I, God. I'm looking around. I'm, I'm looking at the trees and the bees and the hummingbirds. Clearly, I'm always looking at my feet. I'm scared to Clearly, trip. you guys have never lived a clumsy life, okay? That's a very interesting it's very interesting. I know exactly what Thank you're talking you. about. I'm always looking at my feet. And he's always like, hello, look at the trees. And I'm like, I'm going to fall. <laughs> <laughs> wow, enjoy amazing. Okay, so my current fixation. Um, recently, I've decided that I am going to start a YouTube channel, and it is only for the reason of I want to just document my life in a different way, and I I have a feeling that YouTube is going to be the medium for me because I like more long form. Like I like TikTok, and it's it's fun bite sized, but there's something about just kind of like letting it all go and it's very it's just more long form and whatever so we'll I mean we'll see how it goes I might hate it but I'm gonna I'm gonna try it out and so I have been taking this video editing course to know Adobe Premiere Pro because I'm not gonna I'm gonna fucking do this to perfection okay I'm gonna do this right and so I recently got the I Love Creatives video editing course if you never heard of I Love Creatives I've been following them for a long time. You've probably seen them on Instagram. They have impeccable branding. I mean, I look at every one of their posts and just like cry because I'm just like, you guys are perfect. Um, they're, I, I guess, a, a an agency, but they they have all these amazing courses for creatives. And um, it's hosted by this girl, Puno. And she actually just just took over the Girl Boss Radio podcast. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, Puno. I know what you're talking so about. Yeah. She hosts all of these uh, courses I'm taking the Squarespace course and the video editing one and she is hilarious like she makes it so fun and she's so silly the whole time cracking jokes it feels like such a fun way to learn and I don't know it's like I'm like a online learning person now like it's like so fun and she has like little water breaks to hydrate I mean it's just stellar it's a it's a very premium experience if you're looking to like up level your skill set or want to learn some more you know editing and things like that I highly recommend tapping into the I Love Creatives resources. Mads, we're just furthering our bond because I do video editing for work and I learned how to edit on Premiere Pro and I'm self-taught. So if you ever need help or you get stuck, I've had many tears. So just like hit me up and I can try and walk you through it. Jackie, you're going to regret No, I won't. Because I am going to ask you. Because I, I'm taking this course and I, there are just very specific things that I need to know. I know exactly what they are in my mind. So I'm waiting. If I don't if I don't learn them through this course, I'm 100% yeah. hitting you up. Yes. So, wow. FaceTime date. This is, this is why podcasts yes. exist. To mm-hmm. network. Love. It's a, it's a difficult platform. It literally is like a formula on a screen. Even when you look at any Adobe Premiere any sorry any adobe platform app oh my god it's like foreign I know. it's intense it's intense yeah so yeah i'm excited to to jump into all that so that is my current fixation okay bailey what is your current fixation 
Okay, mine is one that if any friendships from our podcast are listening in, which you better be, um, is one that I won't shut up about. So sorry if you're hearing this for like the 79th million time, but I'm obsessed with the five minute journal. Jackie's rolling her eyes. Um, hey, this is an entirely so new audience that I'm allowed to share it with. And I have a little hack. Like I got this um, about a year ago, like when quarantine first started and I was using it every day. I still am using it every day. But it was just really good for my mental health. It's like a great, I'm not a journaler. Like I have never been a journaler. So I was like, I don't know if this is going to stick for me. I might lose this in three days and then not be able to do anything with it. But it's something that's really helped my mental health. And I changed the last line in it because there's an AM part of it and then a PM part. And I take the last thing that says, how could today have been better? And I change it to something I'm excited for tomorrow just to keep it positive. And yeah, that is my current and long time current fixation. Okay, Bailey. Wow. This is a hot tip because one, I am also a five minute journal evangelist. I will tell anyone and any everyone about this journal. I'm obsessed with it. Also, Intelligent Change did sponsor our our um, live event, our virtual event. So we are huge fans of theirs. Now, that is a huge tip because I find myself skipping that last question because it does. And I told it to my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is something that I could have done better today? And he was like, why is that the last question? Why are you ending the day with like that? Which look, we're all about self-improvement. There's you need to like monitor yourself and understand what you can improve for the next day and learning from that. But there is something that just feels off from the rest of the prompts. Everything else is so positive and reinforcing your your mission. And then it's just like, OK, well, how did you fail? And let's like bring <laughs> that into your sleep. And I'm, no, I'm like, exactly. oh. so I, I I find myself uh, skipping it. So that's an amazing, amazing tip. I love that it's the last question. Well, I think it's kind of for self-reflection. Like, I get where it was at, but maybe it's time to update it. Like, quarantine, I just felt like it was already hard on my mental health. And then I was like, I just need to be... A, I didn't... I felt like I didn't have anything to be excited about anymore because I was just living in a bubble. And so, for me, that was, like, even if it was just waking up and, like, making a good coffee or, like, trying a new oat milk, like, that was my something to be excited about. I love that. That sounds like what I do. Celebrating all this small, very, very small celebrations. I don't use the the five minute planner, but I journal every single morning. It's part of my non-negotiable routine. So I think it's such a, when utilized every single day consistently. So I've been journaling ever since I was 13, but this year I think I journaled four times the amount that I usually do. It's the most introspective way to completely change your mindset, your life, the way you look at it, your, the relationship to yourself. So that is a very OKSIS approved current fixation. 100%. OK, so let's start. Before we get into everything digital, agency life, video editing, social media, all of that good stuff, we wanted to ask you a question because on your podcast, in your intro jingle, you guys say that you celebrate not having it together. So we wanted to know, where do you guys not have it together right now? Um, yeah. Oh, my God. Where do I do I have it together? Is the I question. would say my apartment's cleanliness right now. It looks like a bomb went off in my kitchen. And also my internet Wi-Fi. Need to call TELUS and get that fixed. Um, so on the topic of video editing, I don't have my life together because I have a whole video to edit after we finish this podcast that my due date is actually probably 5 p.m. and it's 3.30 p.m. There we go. There we go. Wow. Okay. Doing the best we can. Going full, full transparency here. Hopefully my client doesn't listen to this. Procrastination. 
It's happened. Jackie's like, sorry, it's doing the best I we was can. like, I wasn't feeling good. It comes out on podcast. <laughs> I'm literally, if she brings it up, I'll just be like, oh no, I just yeah, said that. Yeah, for like, legal reasons, for this is a joke. <laughs> this is a joke. 100%. Okay, so let's get into the areas of expertise that you ladies are so amazing at, and that's really the digital space. So let's start with you, Bailey. Tell us a little bit about Play Digital. It is an agency. I'm always interested in other agency owners since I own my own agency. So give us a little bit of the origin story about how you started it and what you guys specifically specialize in for your clients. Yeah, so Play Digital was born about three years ago, which blows my mind. Um, I, at the time when I started it, I was working at another full-time job, really running a lot of their social media, their marketing, doing some other stuff behind the scenes and freelancing out to just more or less like some friends and people that I had met for their businesses. And I kept getting asked if I would help other people with their social media management. And it was just something that I was like, I'm maxed out. I can't do this. But I kept getting the question and I was just like, okay, there's something here. Like I need to listen to the market. I need to listen to the people asking me. And I was kind of reaching my full growth potential with the job I was in. And I just kind of had that moment. I think a lot of people do in jobs and was like, I've I can be working this hard for someone else or I can be working this hard for myself and it's a scary leap to take but I kind of sat on it for like I would say probably five or six months before really finally like committing to the idea and was okay with the risk of not being able to pay my mortgage. I had no savings, nothing. Um, but I just knew my drive and my grind and how creative I am. So I just believed in that and took the leap. And so started the agency. It. I'm very creative. Like I'll be the first person to say that I'm not an expert in like SEO, retargeting like the ads and that stuff. We're more of like Play Digital is a more boutique creative agency. So we specialize in like social media management, influencer marketing, content creation. So like photo shoots, graphic design, anything that's really kind of like in that branding realm. Like I've, I geek out on branding. I love it so much. So it's just been a big passion project for me. And yeah, I'm really, really grateful that I like took that leap and believed in myself, especially with quarantine hitting because I just, I had an inventory business prior to play and it's so nice to be in the service-based industry what industry (laughs) so yeah it's that's kind of the origin story of it all and I'm just really dedicated to working with brands of all sizes because I think that small businesses get really turned off by agencies because they think it's going to be this huge giant investment which some of them can be um, but I really wanted to make sure that play worked with brands of all sizes for that reason And Jackie used to work for you. Is that how you guys met? Talk a little bit about that. And then what was the agency like, Jackie, when you worked with Bailey? And what does it look like now, Bailey? Well, we met because I went to school for fashion marketing. And when I was in class, my friend, one of my closest friends in the class, actually worked with Bailey at her old job. And so I kind of was like following along and then following her journey, obviously following her because she had like cool fashion and like a really cool feed. And I was kind of just like fangirling a little bit. And then I saw that she branched out and started play. And this was so fresh into her starting play. I think Bailey started play in, in June and like in August or September, I had 
I had reached out to my friend being like, hey, if she's hiring, let her know. Like, I will literally work for free. I don't give a fuck. Like, I feel like this will be something just seeing Bailey and how successful she was at her old job and seeing her feed. Like, I knew there was something there and I knew I would get more out of it working for free than not doing it. So messaged my friend she messaged Bailey Bailey was like hell yeah free labor Bailey always says that joke and I emailed her and literally the rest is history we like met up I was play's first employee and it was so nice working for Bailey she taught me so much she's literally the best mentor that I've ever known and it's like kind of this she doesn't she's not really my mentor I just call her that but when I first started at play she just made things so easy she was a friend before anything else she would take me for massages if we had a really busy week and she I would show up to work and then at the end of a shift she'd like crack a, a vodka soda for me to have and we would just like hang out and she really like, we're the, the same person ever. we're we're <laughs> the same person I literally bust out the wine for my team all the time our team bonding retreat was a shopping spree at my favorite boutique in San Diego that was our team bonding it's like kind of self-driven because I benefit from it but like also they benefit from it yeah it's the best strategy in my opinion mm-hmm Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. I love also, Jackie, that you just had this, you know, drive and foresight to see something so valuable in Bailey. That that says a lot about who you want to surround yourself with and identify those individuals. I mean, I think I'm starting to kind of tap into that a little bit, whereas, you know, I'll find someone. I'm also a brand geek, like, through and through. I'm, I can spend, on Pinterest, I could spend so much time looking at app UI UX or websites and I I like I I can't stop it's like a fucking time loop but anyways it's I find these amazing graphic designers on uh TikTok especially and Instagram and I connect with them and I'm so excited because I have I have projects that I would love to just lift women up and it feels like that was your relationship with each other is just like connecting just because you saw her vibe you understood it and that's what's so great about about the digital space is you're presenting yourself it's kind of like a portfolio right like you're presenting yourself of like what what how you carry yourself and what the aesthetic and what the vibe is and then if someone can fully understand that and then reach out and be like hey I'll work for you for free I mean it's just what another what other like generation could this have happened it's it's phenomenal and I think if you're confident in your ability to like that you're a hard worker it'll convert into getting a paid position like it wasn't long like I didn't work for fucking hours on end for free for Bailey like it was pretty quick turnaround where she was like hey I don't want to lose you like I'll end up paying you but but to take that initial risk is so important these days because it shows that you want to be there the drive and I, I think this is kind of an interesting question to ask because I think that a lot of people in the business space there's two two kind of thoughts here right one, that free labor shouldn't be a thing. And two, that working for free is the best way to put your foot in the door. That doesn't mean, of course, that you're working 40 hours a week. There is room for you to make money where you know elsewhere. I have a very similar situation. My first intern, she, I just hired her as one of my employees now because 
I didn't want to lose her and I saw her work ethic because she was willing to do all these things for free. So what is, what do you guys think that kind of balances, especially Bailey as a business owner, because there's a lot of people who might not be in a position to work for free, but are there ways that we can figure out how we can show up and show how dedicated we are and show what we're willing to do to put in that work to eventually get that position, launch our career, move forward. Where does that fine line kind of lie in your mind? I'm a firm believer in internships. Like my first job that I ever, well, working experience was an internship at 13. So I hustled and it was one day a week, like working for a fashion label. But I think that if you're passionate about the industry that you're going to intern in, I think it makes a huge difference because you're going to be excited about it and see the value in the experience versus it being free labor. Um, Also, when I say free labor, like I am someone who I may not be paying them a paycheck, but like I believe in the little things that I can buy them Starbucks or I can give them product from like our clients like I I totally understand and value people's time and know that nothing should be 100% free I don't ever want to take advantage of someone but like I let them set their hours and it's I say with our internships they're four to eight hours a week I think that's the max that someone needs to do when they are working for free give them that flexibility with their schedule like think of the other ways that you can compensate them that maybe isn't just money And I always set a timeline with it now. I didn't at first, but now moving forward with interns, I will do a three-month maximum and let them know that I don't know where we're going to be in three months. I don't know if I'm going to have a paid position. I think that's a conversation that should happen up front with internships to make sure that everyone is on the same page and there's no kind of expectation that is unrealistic. But I think there's so much value in getting that experience. Even if it doesn't turn into a paid position, you can go and leverage what you've learned to help you get that next paid position, whether it's with that company or with not. And also from the intern's perspective, for me, I interned for so many, I interned for Interview Magazine, for C Magazine, for Dossier Journal, and it was was a really amazing, no strings attached, no big commitment way to figure out if you like that industry to see behind the curtain and see what the day-to-day in the office looks like if it's a startup what it looks like with just the founder so I think from even the intern's point of view it's such an incredible opportunity for three months five hours a week to be able to then make a future decision about the type of work you want to go into instead of just graduating and getting a full-time job thinking that you like it because it looks good on Instagram to soon find out that the actual day-to-day tasks, the way the company works, et cetera, isn't even aligned with what you want to be doing on a day-to-day basis. It's so true. I always say like your jobs, your first jobs and your first internships are to also find out what you don't want to do. Like that's as important as figuring out what you do want to do. And that took me a long time to fully realize because I was like, oh my God, I don't want to do this. I'm wasting my time. But I was like, oh no, no, that was like a really important lesson for me to go through because now I know that I don't want that. For example, I was an intern at a very corporate company at NBC Universal and I nope not not for me so it's just like you just know and it's and it it makes me really really realize and I thank god that I had that experience because then I did not apply to any corporate jobs following college like it was just not the right environment for me um I do want to I do want to make sure that we talk about social media growth because I 
um, ever since we tr- started treating OKSIS like a business and like the Instagram, we had to start treating like a business. And I had never done that before on social media. This was like my first realm into what it means to actually grow and foster an audience. And I want to hear from you ladies what your tips are. And I don't want like bullshit, like be authentic on Instagram, like communicate with your audience. No, like I want real growth and I don't even want to say hacks, like things that you implement with your agency that help with the growth and the, the deepening of a brand's community on Instagram. I, I was going to say that I think that the, also the problem with that question is that yeah, don't people steal, don't like, no, 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 all your answers. no, no, no. But that the consumer or the client thinks there's like this magic thing. Yes, right. Right. I do agree. There, I can there, tell you I can tell you what I think. So I want to hear what you guys think. I think social media, just to like preface um, what Scout was saying, it's a puzzle. There's no one piece that moves the needle drastically. It, it all has to work in tandem. Um, and I see that a lot with people who come to me with social media management questions because they're like, okay, so am I going to get 10,000 followers in a week? And I'm like, no, sorry. Like I'm, I'll be upfront with you. Like I'm not going to be able to do that for you unless you have like one viral video. But for me, and this is something that I actually have really just started implementing, um, more recently, it's called growth hacking. And I learned this from Lauren Bostick, the skinny confidential, where you're not giving all your content away and all of the value in a single piece of social media so I'm gonna use the example that she gave which was about pancakes so if you have a pancake recipe and you post it to your your Instagram feed you're then gonna have a syrup recipe on your stories and your feed post is gonna drag people to your stories so you're getting your engagement on your post but then you're also driving engagement to your stories and then in your stories you're gonna have a swipe up to the blog post that has all the cutlery that you've used. So now you're driving your engagement to your blog. And then in your blog, you're going to have a link that goes to the podcast where you talk about the gluten-free benefits of having, if it's a gluten-free um, recipe. So you're you're constantly using your content to drive engagement to your other content. That's so good. And then I also just learned, Bailey, the the kind of a step-by-step of having pinnacle content. Jessica Zweig talks about this in her book, having pinnacle content so you have a podcast episode and then you repurpose that content into a LinkedIn post into an Instagram post into an whatever and then Jasmine Starr says though which I think you'd be in a line with if you have a podcast episode about morning routines you don't want your Instagram post that day to be about morning routines and your LinkedIn post that day to be about morning routines because people will platform hop when they're trying to get to know you and if they see the exact same content on every single platform the exact same time they'll get uninterested and view you as like a one-dimensional player yeah i think which bailey does such a good job of she'll throw back episodes all the time on the feed i think i just think distribution is really key and like how you distribute it and just especially with a podcast specifically i think that you can't have an episode post at one time and be done with it i think you have to if say we had a housewife's guest on housewives starts airing a new season we're gonna pump that shit out because it's relevant like I think you have sorry I don't know if I can swear on here but um I think you just have to be thinking about what's relevant how you can leverage and get the most out of any piece of content that you're using yeah the repurposing has been something that I've tried to wrap my head around because 
it's you think you do one thing and you put it out, but you need the supporting characters to then rise that piece of content up. Yeah. Hundred percent, Jackie. What what specifically? I know that you no longer work at Play. So, like, what are the digital spheres that you work in, and and your tips for growing an audience on any platform that you're more accustomed to? Well, I'm not the social expert that Bailey Stanworth is, so I won't even begin to have as cool of an answer for her. But um, right now, my focus, I work in social media and graphic design, but right now my focus is doing some YouTube editing for influencers. So as we kind of talked about, and honestly, this might have been the last, no, this was this (laughs) podcast. It's been a long couple hours. (laughs) Um, you were saying that YouTube you think is going to be kind of like make its comeback. It's going to be a big platform again, which I honestly strongly believe as well, especially with how Instagram is making things so difficult. So for me with video editing, I just really challenge myself all the time to be constantly learning the a new thing to do on Premiere Pro, Adobe Premiere Pro, because um, I feel like there's people constantly learning around you. And if you don't kind of further your skills, then they're going to catch up to you. And then my clients might learn how to use Premiere Pro and then not need me anymore. So if I'm constantly learning, then that helps me grow because then they can't really live without me. That's kind of <laughs> savage. But um, kind of as well, like learning, um, I put a focus recently on learning the SEO side of YouTube and really focusing on that. And um, I don't really have like a lot of growth tips besides consistency. And I know you said like avoid the basic answers, but that is kind of a huge thing. And just being patient with your growth and not rushing it because a lot of people just want to see the follower number go up. But that's really not important at the end of the day. You want organic followers and comments and all okay, of that. Okay, Selfishly, I'm going to ask you because this is something I'm going to need to know. What are some YouTube SEO tips? Because I've been trying to do some research and, you know, people, YouTube names, it seems to be very short for a lot of people. Like it's very like weekly vlog. And I'm like, isn't that an opportunity for SEO? Shouldn't Mm -hmm. you be putting other stuff? So talk to us about what parts of the platform. I know it's probably title and it's probably show notes, but talk to us a little bit about what you've learned. Yeah, so thumbnail plays a huge part of it. Um, title and then description, obviously, because that's really what's going to bump you up in the I love how I said SEO world. I thought it's show. <laughs> of course. I didn't even question it. I just rolled with it. But um, yeah, then so the title and the description have to connect. Mm. There's so many little things that go into it. And I can send you a few YouTube videos and a few articles I've read so you can learn all about it. Thumbnail, um, like in video cards play into good practices and end screen plays into good practice. Mm. Um, your description words need to be mixed in organically into your description and they have to be within the first certain number of characters for it to actually work. And then your description words and your title words must be in your tags. And like, if you really want to propel yourself in growth, you kind of have to do the subtitling or closed captioning but that's just a whole other thing I haven't even targeted yet so maybe one day but honestly it's it's a little a bit of everything when it comes to that and they're all interconnected and I always tell my clients I'm like hey it might sound repetitive when you're reading the description but it's strategic it's meant to be there it's how the SEO works. SEO is so fascinating and it's something that I I do want to start learning more about because I think that it's a lot simpler than people think it is. I think people hear Mm -hmm. SEO and think of this crazy, they have to take a whole class on it or learn how to utilize it. But I think it is just making really, really small, profound updates to your content in order for it to be seen. Um, I do really, because this interests me so much, and sorry, it won't super interest Mads, but you guys both have clients. And I think that I would like to 
you know, pull the curtain back on what that actually looks like. Because Mads has seen me struggle with client relations, has seen me struggle with certain clients. I think that in the beginning of starting Scouts Age... To, to a point where, like, mm-hmm. I, I've thought... I, like, before had ever thought about becoming a freelancer and, like, I don't want to because of how hard it's been for you yeah honestly and yeah I mean you see the the days where I'm so pissed and fed up and whatever those are very those those really do not make up most of my working hours and days but I think that in the beginning of starting an agency I took who I could get whoever fucking wanted to pay me let's go let's do it let's get the case studies out let's see what I can do etc etc it took me a while to realize that I don't have to work with anybody who wants to pay me, that this is just as much my space as it is theirs, and that the future success of my agency depends on me waking up and enjoying the people that I work with. And so I've gotten a lot more strategic and strict on uh, putting boundaries around client relations. I think I'm sure you can understand when someone pays you as a client for some reason in their head, some of them think they own 24 seven of your, of your waking hours when you don't even, you don't work full time for them and you definitely don't fucking work part time for them. So it's such a tricky relationship. And I don't mean to spoil client relations for everybody because the clients that I currently have are dream team, a star list, dream clients that I'm so stoked to wake up with and work every day. But I think part of the growing pains of starting to work with clients is a, Managing your people-pleasing tendencies and knowing that you cannot please everybody and that B, sometimes people aren't going to be happy with your work because your work is subjective. As Bailey said, a client I'm sure has one day gone off on you because they're not at 10K in one month, right? So what are some tips that you ladies can give to an audience, to our audience, to our sisters who are maybe thinking of starting client facing or client serving in uh, agencies or businesses on how to manage those relationships so that they don't get lost in them and that they don't tie up their worth to their client's happiness, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Um, It's something that I have definitely learned over the years because I have people-pleasing tendencies um, and I'm also an empath, so I just like really take people shit on and like take it personally um but I will say with play when I started that I feel like I had already learned quite a bit of this so I've been able to really kind of set those boundaries for this business um and I'm so so incredibly lucky that the people I work with are absolutely phenomenal and I just can't emphasize that enough like I have lucked the fuck out I work with a lot of like very small businesses who are female founded a lot are Canadian, some are US, some are Australian. Um, and they're just quality people who have like turned into friends, which I'm very grateful for. But with that comes the importance of boundaries. So for me, I get um, I get a lot of communication from different channels from my clients, like DMs on Instagram. Then I get texts, then I get phone calls, then I get emails. And I've just really made it an effort. If it's not an email to respond, please email me. And I will let them know, like, this is how I won't forget. I don't want to drop the ball for you. This is important to me. But I think setting those up front and being transparent in the beginning is so crucial because if you don't do that right off the bat, they're not going to know that. You have to communicate that. And so I think sharing it when the relationship starts and being clear on what your boundaries are and what is going to work for you so that you can do an incredible job for your clients is so important. So I would say to anybody in this industry or looking to get into it to get clear on what that looks like for you so that you know before you start getting clients. And 
I had another thought and now I just lost it. But I would just say communicate up front. And if you're, if something's not the right fit, like don't take it on like you were saying, Scout. It is not worth it. I can tell almost instantly. I always do like 15 minute consultation calls just to like get the vibe, get the energy, see what people realistically are expecting from play. And I can tell if it's not going to be a fit. And I will just say like, hey, I think you've got a great business, a great brand. Um, but I just don't think we're the agency that can support what you need. There's nothing wrong with saying that to someone. It's going to value their time in the end rather than you over committing yourself to something that drains you and affects all of your clients in the long run. Because if you have one, one client who is just sucking your energy, it's taking away from your entire business. Yeah. Somebody said, don't let one client keep up 99% um, occupancy in your mind, mm-hmm. which when you have, which can happen, it's, it's happened to me. And all of a sudden I come out of the hole and I make, Oh, I was just so fixated because I also have people pleasing tendencies like you do Bailey. And so I think that communication and boundary setting super upfront, I actually have it written in my contract. Like correspondence will take place on emails. These are my, um, operating hours that I will get back to you. Just things like that just really help. As you said, not only protect your inner peace and your fulfillment, but also, that's going to drive the success of your work for the person who's paying you. It'll it'll bring the results that they're looking for or the results that they came to you for. Yeah. Okay. I want to make sure that we get into what day is it because your podcast is fire. And um, let's just talk about what was the impetus for creating this podcast and a little bit about – I mean, it's such an interesting dynamic – Jackie used to be your Bailey's employee. Like now you guys are podcast hosts. So talk about that transition and what people can expect from the podcast. Your girl's vocabulary is just like out of this world. I can't keep up. Like I just love your Rolodex of words. My vocabulary? It's because you said the word impetus. Yeah. Like we would never say that. You're too smart. Bailey, 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 you don't understand. That's Maddie's only dying wish. This is the biggest compliment you can ever give me. These are the two compliments. If you ever really, really, really want to flatter me, you tell me how smart I am and how big of a vocabulary I have and that I have long hair. That is that. Those are the two things. Okay. Well, you've got your hair tied back right now, so I can't give you the second compliment, but your vocabulary is on fire. Oh, she long. She's so long. Oh my goodness. Does that get stuck in your butt? Thank you guys. Stop it. <laughs> the I best wish. compliment she's ever wanted to hear. I wish. Okay, yeah. Um, talk about what what day? Yeah. Well, okay. So I worked for Bailey probably for like six months, and we went to our. Honestly, I remember it so vividly. We went to a Christmas party together, and we were in the car, and someone was like, "Why don't you start a podcast for Play Bailey?" And she was like, "No, I don't want to. Like, if well, I did, I don't know what it would go like. Like, the backstory is that I was a part of a different podcast before with my last job. So people had recognized me on the platform already. And when I left that job, they were like, are you going to do another one? It didn't just like come out of the blue. Like you're, you'll be great on the podcast. It was that I was kind of already in the space and I already knew how much fucking work they were. And I was like, not a chance. Like I am done with that. I'm free of it. I have so much time on my hands. So Jackie, you continue. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just didn't want to bring up the last podcast selfishly, but um, <laughs> they asked they asked her what, if she'd just start another one. She was like, not really. Like, I'm not really interested. I don't know what I talk about. And I was in the backseat and I remember being like, well, why not? I'll do it with you. And then the seed was planted, you guys. The seed was planted because two weeks later, Bailey was like, so do you want to start a podcast? And I was like, wait, what? 
with me like me little old me um sure like let's do it I have no experience at all but um thank god I got you and within probably two weeks after that we were going to Nashville a month from that and we were like okay let's fucking make our takeoff start there and we literally full circle named it launched it all within like a month right bae within two weeks because when we were on the plane we've very different memories when we were on the plane we were waiting for our episode to our first episode to drop yeah and that's where on our podcast we talked because we did a swap on our podcast episode with you girls we talked about not realizing that apple can take up to two weeks to approve your podcast so we were just sitting on the plane being like cool 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 it's not out we've told everybody it's out we don't have service can't update them love this for us so that yeah it happened very very quickly and then we have only missed I think one maybe two episodes since and that was more around social justice issues that we wanted to just press pause on we've stayed consistent had such incredible guests we're on episode I think 117 now so yeah it's it's been amazing wow and then talk to us a little bit what people can expect from the podcast what do you guys talk about so stupid shit (laughs) Wait, we give me. Are, give, I Jackie love is Jackie's such the cool girl. Lo- just you like, are the cool girl wearing Bailey, all brown. Bailey's like the expert <laughs> in business, and then Jackie's like, I'm the fucking cool girl that slips Stupid in. Stupid shit. No, but wait, tell me about or say the tagline because it's brilliant. We have two technically. I think we get confused on our tagline, but we're either the digital version of Happy Hour. Um, we also put the fun and dysfunction. So there's a couple, um, but we. And I like, like and I like it when you guys say that it's not drinking alone. If you guys, if you're drinking to the podcast, yeah, we're we like to be your friends in your ear holes. Like that's what that's our vibe. And we don't really have like how you girls are saying a specific niche. We talk about everything. We like to make sure that we can really have a wide variety of topics. We like to have experts on, but also like reality TV stars. Um, we talk mental health. We talk sex education like we've got a very well-rounded variety of topics I think for us it's just we always keep in mind who we're talking to and we know our community and we know our audience very well so we just always come back to if we think it's a conversation that's going to provide value for them yeah I'm totally kidding like we do talk about stupid shit in the intro but our main thing is like we always want our guests to walk away with some sort of piece of information that brings them value to their life so you just have to put up with our stupid shit i mean we do have 15 to 20 minutes prior we sing a stupid jingle that nobody even likes and so yeah we but people have asked us when it's disappeared our shower thought jingle they they're like what the fuck where'd it go but we yeah the value thing mixed with the dysfunction I feel like is so real and it's just not really shown a lot on podcasts so I think our listeners really appreciate seeing the fun and dysfunction because that's life that's life baby all right should we ask should we ask our last question yes okay so when all the women who come on Okisa's podcast we end the episode with asking them if you could brag about one thing and don't be humble what would you brag about I mean, I'm going to take a brag for both of us, but we just got signed to a podcast network. Which one? Which one? Uh, it's called Podcast Nation. So they have um, Brandy Cyrus and Wells. They've got Daniel Maltby from Bachelor. Um, it's a lot of Bachelor Nation people, actually. So. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, mazel. Mazel tov. 
Damn, yeah. that's, that's huge. That is huge. Wow. Yeah. That's wow, always wow, been wow. one of our, our goals since starting the podcast. So it definitely was a big milestone for us. Oh, yeah, we're so thankful. So we are so so thankful and excited for that. I mean, we haven't signed the contract yet, so it's in the uh, inbox. Let's but... just pray nothing. <laughs> it's in the inbox, but like that's just scary to me. But that's just who we are. We like to put things out on the internet and then kind of like force it to happen. <laughs> that's you know that's how you get shit done. You you put yeah, it out into the that's... universe, and you then people have to hold you accountable. That's how I quit my last job. I literally said I'm quitting my job, but I hadn't quit yet, and then I had to do. That's. <laughs> That's incredible. That's one way. I'm going to make Mads just say something that I know that she needs to do on the podcast. So then she has to follow through. It's accountability in a toxic way. Yes. I love it. Um, one thing like that I'd probably Bailey, you kind of fucked me here because I don't have a humble brag for both of us now. Now I'm just going to look like a selfish brat. Okay. Nope. You got to do it now. Yeah. Okay. Um, I feel like a humble brag for myself is just, my trust in myself in the past year especially because I started working for myself last June and here I am not even a year later kind of like really busy and it's been a crazy month but I'm so freaking proud of myself and I'm so happy I trusted myself and there was months where I didn't have money to pay the bills but I just kept saying to my friends and my boyfriend like I just need to trust the process I don't need to grow too fast because then it'll screw me over in the end and here we are. So I just wanted to brag a little oh bit about that. That's amazing. That's amazing. Trust That's amazing. in yourself. Thank that you. is like so hard to achieve, but so, so, so important. Yeah. Well, thank you, ladies, for coming on. Please thank let you. everybody know where they can find you. Uh, so you can follow What Day Is It on Instagram at What Day Is It Podcast. We are available wherever you listen to podcasts, but our most listened to platforms are I or not iTunes, podcast app and Spotify. Just search What Day Is It. Um, and then, yeah, you can follow me at Bailey JST. Play digital if you want to check it out. And Jackie. And you can follow me at Jackie Rye. Um, you, it's all linked to our podcast page. So if you want to find it there and then you can also join our Facebook group. We have a private one as well. It's called What Day Is It Friendships? And you can shop our merch at whatdayisitpodcast.com. Thank you so Thank you, much for having us. Yay. Thank you, girl. And you can find us at OKSIS Podcast. We Thanks love you, sisters. sisters. taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code welcome 10 for ten dollars off your first purchase get ten dollars off your first purchase with code welcome 10 at caskers.com